1: The Josh Innes Show.
0: Howdy,
1: and welcome in to the Josh Ennis Show. It's Josh. Jilly is not here at the moment. It is just I. I'm glad you're with me here today. All my stuff has been messing up. It's a whole mess, I tell you. So I'm doing the best I can today. Sean Salisbury is going to join us here momentarily. He's one of our great friends and he will join us. Let's see here. Before we do anything, I have to tell you about our friend, Dr. Busby, from toegrips.com. That is toegrips.com with our friend, Dr. Busby. She is wonderful and we love her. You know this. Of course, uh, they are responsible for the toe grips, which uh, Luther doesn't use the toe grips, but. Luther does take the Encore Mobility supplement, and he takes that supplement every morning. And it helps him get going. It helps him get his little engine revved up. He's ready to go. He's been at daycare all day today, and uh, since he's been at daycare all day, I'm sure he'll. He was just ramped up. We were watching him on the camera there, and he was uh, he was on one, as it were. So uh, if you want your dogs to be on one, then the Encore Mobility Supplement could be for your pups. And I would urge you to check them out at Toegrips.com. Promo code LUTHER. That will save you 10%. Promo code LUTHER saves 10% at Toegrips.com. That is Toegrips.com. Promo code LUTHER saving 10% thank you very much Dr. Busby we love you see how jacked up Luther is when he gets home he's usually tired when he gets home from this because uh, he's been playing all day and by that I mean sitting around and uh, judging other dogs uh, all day Uh, but that is towgrips.com and of course our buddy Jason at Prime One Consulting that is Prime the numeral one consulting our friend uh, Jason Adams he rules we love him And uh, he can get you hooked up with all your mold issues. Mold problems, if you've got them, well, let Jason Adams help uh, you solve all those mold problems. He will give you a free consultation, a $275 value. It is free. He'll come out to your place, give you a once-over, kind of give you a a lay of the land, let you know what's cooking there. And uh, from there, he can help you solve uh, your problems, see what you need to do, what the next step will be. 281-545-5005. That is 281-545-5005. And Jason Adams will get you taken care of uh, with Prime 1 Consulting. So 281-545-5005. And that is how uh, you get your mold problems. That's the start of your mold remedies. You remedy your mold problems with Jason Adams and Prime 1 Consulting. Consulting. 281-545-5005. Great friend of the show. Free consultation. Okay, there's a free consultation for you if you use the promo code. Well, there is no promo code. just call and say, hey, we listened to the Josh Ennis show. There you go. Uh, That is Prime 1 Consulting with Jason Adams, our great friend. Uh, We love them. Go to their website, prime1consulting.com. Thank you very much. I had to move a lot of stuff around in here today. Like, I have switched sides for some of my stuff. I don't even know if I have us online right now or not. I accidentally deleted, um, I accidentally deleted the, um, like, our whole scene that we usually use on OBS. So, I've had to do a lot of stuff. So, um, but, uh, yes. So, I've had, like, there's been a whole damn issue in here today. So, hopefully, everything is, uh, A-OK, And everything is uh, good that way. Um, And hopefully you guys are in the chat. I see some of you are on Twitch. Some of you are on Facebook. Uh, I know I went live at a weird time right now. So uh, we'll see how many people end up joining us today. And people are asking if my nose is bleeding or if there's a scratch. I don't believe so. Uh, If my face looks a little red, then I don't know what to tell you. I guess my face looks a little bit red. I've been tinkering with settings on here. And it's been... Uh, essentially been a pain in the ass is what I'm telling you, and then we were about to go live, I still can't figure out how to use the damn zoom on here to get it to pull up, it's a real pain in the ass, I know you got your own problems in life but my Christ, like I'm just I try to figure this shit out, and then I've got this one dry piece of hair after my shower I look like a fucking asshole, and this happens to me every time I take a damn shower is I end up with this shit so then I know I look a little bit redder than I normally look on here, I just got out of the shower uh, I'm working on camera settings on here, It's an it's just a Pain in the ass is what I'm getting at here. Like, this is going to, like, this is destroying my life right now. This piece of shitty hair in the front. I took a quick shower. Somehow I washed and put conditioner in my hair, yet some piece of my hair is not wet. My goodness. So that's my disaster of a life I've got going on right now. And then we were trying to fiddle with something and somehow I deleted our our scene on here, which is why it's just a a, a tight shot of me and some graphics at the bottom of the screen cuz I deleted our shit on accident. So that's where we are. But with that said, let's try to get Sean on the phone. Let me see. Let's get Sean Salisbury on here. Sean doesn't have these issues in life because Sean is just a happy person who rules at everything and is in a good mood all the time and is great. And I don't, and he doesn't have to deal with this kind of stuff. Let me call Sean right now and see what he's up to. Let's see here. Hello. Hey brother, we're on live. How
0: are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Well, good. I know um, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting a I'm getting a major echo. I don't want to interrupt or buzzkill. Is it possible to fix that, or should we just roll?
1: Ah, uh, shit! I don't know why you're getting an echo on there. Uh, I, I'm using the same approach I used last night with Caliendo, and there was no echo. So I don't know why Hello, that's the ho- case. You got
0: so Caliendo's me. Caliendo's on- just better. <laughs> I I am yeah, getting feedback. You want me to call you or just leave Yeah, it here? you can
1: try to call. You can try to call me. That's fine. See if that helps. I don't is know this, if it will is, or not. Is
0: this is, is this the number? Yeah, call this number. We're on okay. live, so just all call right. me. You got it brother. All right, okay. Cool.
1: My life is a clusterfuck. My podcast live is a clusterfuck. I have no idea what I'm doing. Let's see if this works. Let's see. Hello? Uh, you there? Hold on. Let me see. Hold on. Now, let me see here. Hold on. Let's go to, I know I, there's probably no echo now, but there's going to be an echo in a second. Is there an echo now?
0: Hello? Nope. Get, no echo? Uh, yeah, there is a little bit. A little bit. I'm good. No. Nope. Yeah, it's Okay. All right, good. Rolling, I, I know it's, it's good a be with you. yeah
1: I know man it's a pain. One of these days I'm going to figure this shit out and I'm going to be the greatest podcaster ever. But until the I get yeah, R. R., not quite. I mean yeah, well, well, you got uh, guys like uh, our guy McAfee making thirty mil a year to podcast, and I can't figure out how to fucking zoom
0: so yeah, I, we could put hey you and i could put they could put somebody on the moon i can't figure out how to turn on a phone either so i'm with you brother no i no i get it dude. no no it's
1: a pain in the ass bro i get it uh but uh, sean salisbury is with us how the hell are you doing man
0: no, i'm doing great i'm actually sitting out and we were talking today you and i i'm sitting out on my back door kitchen mm-hmm. my back you know my, my my back outside kitchen it's pretty close to all being done with the shades and all the big old bar refrigerator and double tap and four tvs watching a little college basketball and uh, talking to you, I was just out mowing the lawn, and I'm just I'm just rolling, brother, and enjoying the holiday season, Get ready for Christmas, and always great to be on with you. We miss you here.
1: No, I miss you. And, dude, your life rules, man. Like, you've got this nice <laughs> place. Where are you at? Like, Fulcher?
0: Is that where you are? I mean, I'm in the Fulcher-Cady area. Yeah, exactly. It, it feel, you're close enough to everything, but I feel like I'm on a whole bunch of space to where, like, right now, I'm staring out and I can see the West Coast, the, the end of the West setting sunset. And I don't hear anybody else. I got you. It's pleasant. The wind's not blowing. Life is good. I can see a rabbit trying to sneak through my fence that I'm going to have to sick my eighty-pound bully. In. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, dude, I'm lo- lo- loving life, just relaxing and excited. I love the Christmas holidays and just you know it, taking it all in. I know I know what the other side looks like, so I'm I'm gonna I'm enjoying this and being. in Family and all that on Christmas Day, and I can't wait, brother. And, and that's,
1: why I don't, that's why I don't really give a shit about talking about football with you. I like talking about life with you because you've been at the bottom and you've wondered if you're ever going to make it back up. How the hell do you stay so optimistic? You're like the most optimistic person ever.
0: Um, easy when you know what rock bottom and quicksand looks like, brother, and I ain't ever fucking going back. And, and when you have a great family and friends and people, when they did stuff for you through it, you know, it's easy to run from somebody when you're going through your tough times, right? Listen, when you're on your way up to the penthouse, which I've been to, uh, everybody wants to latch on and go. in VIP is a fun thing, brother, and they want to be a part of it. The fall goes real fast and people can't catch you, and a lot of times people don't want to catch you. They just watch you slide by down the ladder. But then you've got that group, and I've been blessed with a lot of good people, right? Um, but, and it sounds cheesy, but had that group of people that when, I was, when things were well, uh, that I, people I would have never thought that would be at the forefront of, I don't even know if rescue is the right word, but grabbing your hand when you're in quicksand and building and building a staircase for you at a rock bottom were people that if you'd have said to me 20 years ago, Sean, who were the five, six, seven, eight people that no matter what and they probably these got a handful of these people, half of them probably wouldn't have been even mentioned, but the people who stayed by, and I have a ton of friends, but the ones that you, like, that you like, if you were given a Hall of Fame speech, which I ain't ever going to give, they'd be the ones, right? So staying optimistic, my man, is easy. You know, when you go through, when things are great, and then you slide down to rock bottom and you got to pick yourself up, and eventually nobody feels sorry for you. I mean, you may, if, if it's self-inflicted mistake or regardless, you get to a point where it's either stay here or I'm getting out. And I decided I'd had enough, and with the right people around and family and a lot of prayer and a lot of faith, but you do start to question your, you do, it's natural to start questioning your skill set. You say, well, fuck, I hit rock bottom, and I didn't lose my skills. And I was sleeping in a truck uh, about 100 days out of 365. I lost my home. Uh, I was, became a rec- recluse for about five or six years. I'd go to a restaurant, and I'd order food and meet it outdoors. And this, this is not hyperbolic. It's fact. And hang around a few, but I, I went to about 120 movies a year in the theater by myself. Yeah. Because I, did, I didn't. And, you know, my kids were always there for me. But you got to put on for your kids because they expect it. I mean, my kids seen me go through difficult times. I lost my dad, a house, and a career all within about eight months to 12 months. Jeez. All at the same time. And so, but when you got kids that are like, Dad, you know, nothing's ever changed. You're still a great dad and your, you know, your skill set ever went away. But when you, you know, when your self-esteem and self-worth uh, gets hit and hard, and, and and quite a bit of it's your own fault because it's self inflicted, and then you wallow in it. Eventually, P, you got a choice, man. I could stay there and people forget about you, and you and and, and say, well, is he going to pick himself up? Or you you know a few friends help you up and your family, and then you say, I'm going to just keep trudging forward. And there were some times you're podcasting for nothing, nobody's listening, and you got to gain trust back, and you've got to gain trust in yourself and belief in yourself. And for me, it was great people saying, dude, get your bitch ass up and do what you do. And then all of a sudden you get a break here. And you're back at it and you see your your self worth starts to go back up and your kids still love you no matter what. But my number one driving force aside from I I didn't want to stay there, Josh was and it's been now what a you know hand a bunch of years now. Hell it's been 10, 12 years, but you though it never goes away. And I is the fact that I when my kids and people are watching, I wanted them to know that you can be a top if you hit rock bottom, you can get back and you can start climbing again. And that's what, that that's what honest to God would help me to work my way through. Cause there were times I questioned if I was going to wake up the next day or if I wanted to for that matter. And I went through every mental, emotional struggle, physical, mental, emotional, and it was hard, but you know, it's not like I was feeling sorry for myself. And I was for a minute. I went through every emotion, I feel sorry for myself, pissed, uh, angry, all that. And I said, you know what? And then I immersed myself in, and this sounds cheesy too, but I immersed myself into others. I immersed myself into somebody else always had it worse. And today, up until about a year ago, and it's time to remind myself again, I would still a handful of times a year, a dozen times a year, sleep in my truck out in front of my house or wherever I was, my apartment, uh, probably two years ago, because I wanted to remind myself where I've where been and to get back. And then, you know, you, you you fortunately start working your way back, and you never take it for granted. And and uh, I'm blessed. So that's the way I stay positive because negative sucks, and, you know, nobody wants to be around it. It's, all, it's okay to be pissed once in a while, go through the emotions. But like in anything else, you know, when you immerse yourself into helping others that are far less fortunate than I was and had great family, and I had my health, and that was important. So here I am, brother. And now you're uh, even healthier, think, right? You've lost you weight. Know, all that stuff. I'm better than I, I, I listen. I since knee replacement, and and that's another thing. You're drinking, and you're sitting around, and you're not exercising because you're pouting and you're pissed at the world. It's everybody's fault, and then you realize you start pointing the thumb at yourself and say, "I, I got to get up." You hope that somewhere along the line somebody recognizes it, so you can you can you know get back to your career. But I question it all. But yeah, I you know get yourself in shape, you train, and get knee replaced. So I feel better than I have since I since I was probably. I was bone to bone in my knees and had about, I've had about eight surgeries since I, I probably, I feel better now than I have since I was in my early thirties. So and yeah, keep grinding and there's perspective, man. You know, you and I've had conversations over a beer and, and just listen, the talent doesn't go away. The grind doesn't go away. And the appreciation sometimes does. And when you gain appreciation again, you realize you're never going back. And I pray for that strength every single day. It ain't easy, but I do.
1: So when you got let go at ESPN, is your first thought like, hey, I feel like I've been screwed over by these people, but I think there's going to be another door that's going to open. There's going to be a Fox. There's going to be a CBS. Like, was it more of an anger? Was it a disappointment? How did that, that work?
0: I went through all. I was like, what? Over a cell phone pick that I was in my own phone that I did. Believe me, a lot of, you know, Somewhere between, oh, my gosh, the guy was walking down with his pants down above his ankle to a stupid <laughs> cell phone joke in your phone. Somewhere in the bit, it's just silly, right? But you know how that story gets, oh, it's like the fish story. You caught a four-pound trout. Before you know it, it's a 400-pound uh, marlin, right? So I I'd go through that, but I was I couldn't believe it because I'd been, you know, every single day, all I did was care about the people I worked with, right? I mean, whether it's Monday night and treating everybody to pizza. Not, not that that requires a pat on the back, but people were always, I've always put people and teammates and coworkers. I, I would like to think that 98% of the people I've ever worked with knew that I worked hard and cared about them teammates whether it's football or in broadcasting at ESPN and I loved it there 12 years they treated me great I, I'm never going to say anything bad and so you go through fear I was like how is this happening I'm you know I mean I got one of the best jobs in the country I'm on TV every day what and then you start, then I lost my dad. And then you start to reel and you start to, oh my gosh. But the, that very day I was like, oh, that's no, somebody's going to realize this is so elementary, It's so stupid. Sophomore, dumb, self-inflicted, but was a dumb picture in your phone, that was a joke one day. And next thing you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I, 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 wrong eyes hear it or, you know, whatever. And it's like, I feel horrible about it. Cause that's not who, you know, my kids an example. And when your kids go to school and say, I heard what happened to your dad. It's like, and they're nine. That, that'll set you straight dude. and it was just silly but i didn't i didn't poo poo it away i'm like gosh dang i can't believe this and then next thing you know i'm in my truck literally driving back home thinking i'm my agent i've been in this business a long time town the rest of it and then what happens is you know you're i, 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 I think i get touched and that's amazing day, that's a mistake so- i get touched and i i've been on tv i've probably been on tv and i don't mean it arrogant but between Sports Center and NFL Live, I was probably on as much as Regis Philbin was, right? Sure. I mean, every day, and I worked at it, but I was great. I mean, the camera crew, everybody, the the people were phenomenal. It was just a stoop. I thought at the time, well, it's a, it's a slap on the hand, right? Okay, you made a stupid mistake in a bar off campus in your own phone, little phone. Hey, see that? And then you, oh my gosh! And then it starts to swell, and then you fight back, and then you're angry, and you're like, wait a second, and you're like, why is this happening? And then you're like, well, why wouldn't they defend me over this? Slap you know, give me my suspension. Let me come and and it happened two thousand six. They did. I was two years later. I, I mean, two for two straight years. I worked there after that, and then it it, it you know the PR and the rest of it. Two years later, I mean, two thousand six didn't leave till March of two thousand eight, and it just got to a point I guess where it was. I mean, you know, it just so never, do you think it's
1: so at, at some point you think it's over? It's been two years. Right. It's a little joke, right. whatever. So was it a did dead spin? A
0: contract negotiation? Yeah, I think I'm going in for contract negotiation. In 2008, because I got four or five months left on a deal, and and I know it was still, and I tried to, you know, two years you're working to gain trust back, and I, like I said, this is not a finger point. I, I, it was my mistake. When you make a sophomore air drinking, having a beer with your buddies, and your three your guy friends are laughing at it, and then you, then all of a sudden, you know, you get into a, you're, you're, I'd had surgery, and you're taking a Percocet with your surgery, and then a, and then you get an in interview, and before you know it it starts to snowball. I blame nobody but me, Josh. It was, you know, now we're talking, what are we talking, 14 years ago, but it never goes away. I, there's not a day that I don't wake up to three things I don't think about. My dad, my mom, who both passed away. And this will be our first Christmas, not my mom, that was over the summer. My kids, every single day, and what kind of dad I am. Mm-hmm. And how am I, how am I treating people? I miss basically this job, meaning what happened 14 years ago, because in truth, over that simple cell phone pic, I and my stupidity of trying to feel like I needed to defend something and battle it was just dumb. And I don't hold—I'm not mad at anybody. I don't hold a grudge, but I went through the anger—anger anger at myself, embarrassment over a stupid cell phone picture. But I—I—I was—it was my fault. And then it snowballs. You know when people jump on it? It social media, and all of a sudden you become the guy that they're going to make sure that they—you know—you know that you—they—they know, they, 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 people knew and. Then you fight back and you say something stupid. The rest of you, and I didn't even know how to deal with it. I'd never been through anything like it. And so it was all my fault. But you think, okay, die's down six months. I'm going to be back on TV. And I don't mean it arrogant, but I thought I was as good an analyst as there was in the country. I worked my ass off, but I had great people, great teachers, great co-hosts, incredible uh, from research to production. I loved those people. So I, I thought, well, this is going to go away. And I, you know, well, here's a Tough radio career, well, you know, back have not had an opportunity on television. Uh, I've never television opportunity again. I, I don't get it. It's like I, 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 think I've served my time. I can tell you the punishment I've received was far bigger than the, the, uh, the punishment has been far more serving than the, than the, than the, than the cell phone pick. i I've I've, done, so I've lost everything. I from salary to house to dignity and self inflicted. And I made a bigger deal out of it than I should have. I mean, I, I never let it go. I still, to this day, there's about 5% of it that's still Sean, you dumbass, for a stupid cell phone picture. And then, you know, what happens is it mushrooms and before you know it. And I think that I probably think about it more than others do now. Nobody ever brings it up. Every now and then you'll get a wise ass who will say something. Hey, 14 years ago. But I've I've come to grips with the fact that. I'm a, I, I treat people great. I immerse myself into others. I worked on getting back in. I didn't make excuses. I pointed the finger at me and I belong on local stage, but I, I belong on the national stage. I do. Um, but where do you I, think, I think you'd be today? Point,
1: where do you think if I'm, that never happens, are you Monday night football? Are you like, who, well, like, who are you today? If that never happens?
0: Well, I'm, I could tell you what the, some of the talk was, I mean, a college football approached me about doing the primetime game on Saturday night when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I the, the whispers of auditions for something bigger than NFL live and doing. So you, 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 you visualize what that might be. You could have okay? been Herb Street Because, well, you know, well, and and Herbie and I were there together and it was, it was awesome. The NFL's version of it, let's put it that way. And I was doing college football, but I don't know. I, I don't know where I'd have been. I know I was on the ascent, I, but but it wasn't given to me. I was not a first round quarterback that was handed a job. Not saying it's bad for those guys cuz the Romos and the Aikmans are phenomenal They go from a great career to great in broadcast, but I was working sidelines so I learned the hard way. I was doing a local morning drive after I was done. And I wasn't a Super Bowl champion. So I did with I worked my way up and and I got an audition for NFL Live NFL tonight at the time and then between Sports Center and NFL Live and all the great partners and Golick and Mark Malone and Wingo and Schlereth and Hodge and Sports Center with Dan and I mean I learned so much along the way and I was doing a lot I never said no to work I just busted my ass and was a dad and worked that's all I did was a dad and worked and one silly mistake self inflicted my fault a stupid thing. nowadays I don't even know if anybody give three give it three minutes of time right sure but it was pre when I, right when social media it was starting to get hot and I was a I I was dumb and young and you take things for granted and I but I still worked it wasn't like I was taking it for granted or being mean it was just like you know you, you it's, it was sophomoric and so I think 6 months later okay I'll be back at it and you know what <laughs> I I that stage on national television but I've come to grips with if it never happens I've had one hell of a career and I'll keep grinding I'm not going to be disappointed because I train kids every day and I got a great radio job and I get to go big guest appearances and do stuff like this with you. And like I said, my story is never one for people to feel sorry for me. My story is one for redemption matters, but not redemption to prove people that told you so I'm better than you. It was redemption for me and to make a comeback from rock bottom and try to teach people. And I will, I've got an outline for a book, but it's not a book of like mean it's a book that when you hit your rock bottom and feel like you want to die that you can, because there was times when I didn't think, I'd lay in bed day after day after I'd sleep till noon. And if I was, if I still had my apartment or I would, there was times I'd walk around to kill some of the day. And it, I know this sounds like, come on, John, I'm, I'm, I'd walk for hours in Dallas for about four hours to sweat. And then I'd take a shower. If I had an apartment or was staying with a friend or sleep, I'd go to the movies. I'd come home and I'd get to bed and I'd sleep in till noon the next day. If I wasn't doing anything and I had some money, but then I think you start to lose it. And then you're, cutting into some other stuff you know your savings and so I hit rock bottom and you know what I I punished myself for it too nobody else needed to punish me I beat myself up over it and I should have been a better example that day and that minute and I wasn't and I've learned a lot from it so the story to tell is you can overcome mistakes no matter how big or small and I don't know where I'd be Josh I know I would have had an opportunity put it this way I would have had auditions to do things that that you know when we aspire for i was living my dream working at espn and but there there was there was another level that i would have reached but my stupidity brought it down and i didn't handle that part of adversity well early on i handle it better now and i can i I can laugh at myself for stupidity wasn't funny then and it's not laughing at it saying screw you guys it's laughing saying sean you got to forgive yourself and move on and that's the only way i could move on and I have, and you know, I still aspire. I love what I do now, but I also aspire to add bigger things. But I, I got some fun that along the way, some people that have put their arm around me, people that have kicked me in the ass because I've needed it, people that have given me a chance, um, and I'm not Who done. Who gave Brian you that opportunity? Brother.
1: Who gave you that first opportunity after you were at rock bottom and you're sleeping in your car? Who calls you Gavin and says, Spiddle. "Gavin's the man," Gavin. isn't he the best?
0: He is phenomenal. They brought me, uh, they brought me there, and. To this day, I mean, I mean, whenever I see him, I just want to hug him and kiss him on the forehead. Right? Yep. He was the he was the initial guy, and then you you know, you're the David Gal was phenomenal to me and brought me in after I, I left and moved here. And you know, there's so many listen people that nobody knows, and people that do know, and people that don't want anybody to know that the the helping hand they gave, or there's a guy at Church. I didn't have a vehicle. It was a, a, a gentleman whose whose brother, and I'll leave his name out. I don't want to you know. He's a very understated guy, his brother was a longtime player in the NFL, and I'd never met him. I'm at church one day, he comes up and he says, I love you, to follow your story, and I just want you to know I care. And I was, next thing you know, I'm using a vehicle he had extra, and it was the only way I could get to quarterback training at the time. And I was traveling different places to do it, to so stay afloat. And he himself, I, to this day, it I brings me to tears thinking, he didn't have to do that. He didn't even know me. He didn't even know me, saw me, and his brother was a longtime player and wearing Super Bowl ring, too. So I just, the, the little things, which end up, the little things for others were big for me. And so I count my blessings. I don't one day take it for granted, man, because I want my dad and my mom to know that the legacy. But I, I am now grateful. I know it sounds crazy. I get emotional over it. I'm now grateful I went through it because I don't know if when I was 60, if I ever, when I when I turned 60 or 70 or, you know, that if I would have been able to handle it later in life. And I'm, I like, listen, brother, I, I don't have much as far. I, I mean, I, I have had lived an incredible life and I've got great family and kids and I, I'm, i I'm good at two things. I'm a hell of a dad and I care and I care about people. So maybe three things. And karaoke, and I, and I'm, so I'm, I'm, four. And I, I can sing, yeah, I'm oh. a giver. I like to think I'm a giver and not a taker, but I, I am, I, I know how to I'm tough as a son of i I'm a tough motherfucker, dude. You are mentally, totally. emotionally, physically. And that that's not arrogant, but that was part of my dad. I didn't have a, they didn't, my, my dad was the type that, dude, you don't come to me. If you've got a complaint, go to your coach or go to there, fix it. And we got your, we're here for you. Help you, but you go fix it. So learn how to get out of it. But I didn't, there was many times I didn't think I could. And I know I'm, all over the map with this. I love but, it. I your love your question. I love talking with you, Sean, because your story life, is dude. great.
1: Your story, like, and I know that, like, I, you could come on, we could talk football, and hey, the 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 yeah. Titans playing. I don't give a fuck. I really don't. Right. And one of my great regrets, and I mean this, is you know, like, I, I'm more bitter about things. Like you've you've lived long enough and gotten over some bitterness. I'm a bitter person. Like I just I hold grudges and I stay bitter. Yeah,
0: but you're doing great, dude. You're doing I so am, much better. But it didn't change my, my bitterness.
1: My bitterness. Uh, like I still have it. it, but in particular, I have a bitterness for 790 because I just think that that was a bad situation and it, and it upsets me sometimes when I think about it. But like the bitterness I have is because I enjoyed working with you. Uh, I yep. regret that we only met each other with about a year or so left. I think it was less than a year. Um, you know, yep. I got fired like two days after we're out for your birthday. But, you know, like, I enjoyed being around you, and I thought that you and I and Jim and Jilly, we kind of made, like, this really good kind of team of people on a radio station, and I regret that that only lasted a couple of months because I feel like that could have been a a really, really good radio station.
0: Grand slam. And you know what, brother? We're young, man. We got a lot of time, and I get it, and I'm with you. And my time, I always judge people by the way I meet them. You've been nothing but phenomenal to me, my girl and my family tanya and and your 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 family to me because we laugh and joke and I've I've we, you, I've had the conversations with you that nobody will ever know about. Sure, that's our business and, right? and that's Stuff what I love is is
1: is you and I and and I'm very happy with the job the I have factor. here. I'm not a, I'm not bitter that I'm in Nashville and I have a number one rated show and I, I've proven that I can do that and sports and that's cool. But there's a bitterness about me in that I feel like right now I could be sitting out on your patio watching your four TVs right now, betting on a ball yep. game, playing with the dogs. And I feel like that's kind of a part of life that I miss out on now because of the way shit went south there. And like, <laughs> it's like I would love to be doing that. I have nothing against Nashville. The people are great. The boss is great. I love it. I do. But like I'd love to be sitting out there. You'd probably be like drinking whatever the hell you're drinking, smoking a cigar. I'd attempt to smoke a cigar, but I'm a child and I can't do it.
0: I got my humidor for us and all the cigars. Yeah, let me explain something to you, brother. This is the—I'm older than you. This is the big brother. Uh, we've had conversations, deep conversations that nobody will ever sure. know about because that's you and me and our and conversations that matter to me. You're—you're—you're uh, you're, you're a little more. I—I uh, I was you when it came to the hardcore. You know the emotion. I know. See, the thing is, I could see the forest and the trees with you. I know how much you care. I know how much you like people. And I know a lot of it, too, is you're, you're the hard edge. I know you, and you know I know you better. And that's why you've, you've come to me and confided in me sure. and questions you have. You are going to sit out here on the patio. And the only reason I said I got this kitchen is because 15 years ago, dude, I, I tried to find a computer to turn on so I could watch it. So I, I, I get it. I, I know the, <laughs> and, and I've had, listen, I've, it, it's not one of those, yeah, i treaded three miles uphill in the snow. I've had a phenomenal life. There was just about a five or six year period that it was like, the good Laura, I was like, dude, you're going to have to pick yourself up because you, you got yourself here. Now how are you going to get out of it? So it's never a feel sorry. And like I said, the feel-good story for me is trying to help people along the way that even if it means putting your arm around them or taking them to dinner. But with you, one thing for you, when you – there's one left level for you, brother. You're talented as hell. And bitter, I get it. We've all been there. Anybody who says they haven't been bitter at something is full of shit. I think there's Third, a bitterness good-
1: is the bitterness kind of comes from the fact that I enjoyed living in Houston. And I feel right. like, and I feel like, and I listen, I have self-inflicted issues too. Like I, I'm not some perfect person. I fuck shit up. I understand that. But, it, and I used to talk with Michael Barry about that all the time. He's like, you're going to end up getting yourself fired awesome, here. Right? He's going to say, listen, dude, I'm trying to help you. You're going to eventually you're picking the wrong battles all the time. And that's just my biggest thing is I picked the wrong battles. Hell, the coronavirus has helped me. Cause there's nobody in the fucking building to start fights with. So my <laughs> life, like, I hate to say it that way, but like I'm sitting at the radio station. No one's there. So there's no one to fight with or no one to dislike me, you know, but I have these self-inflicted issues and I know I have that, but damn, I felt like we, you know, we were kind of up against it at 790, and there was just a lot of victory all there. And like I feel like that could have been, and I can't, I wish I
0: could like, like I just, I'm bitter. That's my point. I'm trying. I know. And it's okay. It's okay to sit home and stew. It's like a, think about it in sports terms and I've thrown enough interceptions to know what shitty quarterback play could be, brother, is, you know, that feeling when you throw it, when you, when, you screw, when you screw up, whatever it is, and you're pissed, you're bitter, you're angry, and what the old cliche of the coach, you get 24 hours, dude. The good stuff, spit it out. We just won a game and we're moving on in the playoffs. The bad stuff, spit it out. Here's, what, here, here's where the next level is you is, and I know because I've lived both, that I know what that penthouse looks like. I sure shit earned the outhouse and, and pissed down my own leg plenty but I'm working my way back up to like floor nine and there's 12. I'm trying, you know, I'm working, it but with, with the help from great bosses and great guys, the people that have supported me and allowed me to come back in and, and remind me that, dude, you never lost your talent. It was a stupid cell phone picture. Stop it. And the truth is none of these people who wrote articles or stuff at first, you're bitter at them. I'm not bitter at any of them. I don't want, I, I'm not mad at any of them. I, I loved my, some of the 12 best years of my life family and, and being at ESPN with the, the, the energy of a live television show and sit next to Dan or Scott Van Pelt and the laughs in the newsroom. Dude, I, I, it was as close to locker room as you ever got. I, to this day, like the memories are like I could write a book, a good one, on the fun, uplifting, great people that I worked with. They're not just there everywhere, but on that TV side when this happened. Well, here's what's going to happen with you. And I can tell you, you are a extremely gifted uh, you know, we didn't script this, folks. This I'm just no. But I've told This is not that, a self help so seminar that was no. scripted. This is not Tony well, Robbins it might as well you're be, dude. It might, it might as well be. I'm Dick Ziggler mixed in with with Doctor Phil and and whoever <laughs> I'll see else you at you the top <laughs> Exactly. Exactly is is when you that there's one the le, the next level and you've come so far. Like I and the reason I could see it because I know I lived it, but. There's only one left, and it's okay to be bitter, man. And it's okay to beat your head against the wall once in a while and motherfuck your friend. And and if you got a friend like me, see you can motherfuck and I motherfucking I don't you. I've seen you yeah, get I know, angry. No, I I'm I'm motherfucking you I, ever. I, right, but I got your back. My point is, if you motherfuck somebody, you also know you can vent and and get right back to your work. Sure. Nobody, you know, nobody's got you. But for you, it's with your gifts and your talent and your love for that's the one they're I know you love this shit. Yep. You, you love it more than about 90%. You, you love this shit. You love the grind. You love to get on. You love to get under their skin. You love to have some laughs. You love to talk sports. You like to talk politics, all those things, which makes you, and, and you get it. The voice, you get it. You grew up in it. The only, and it's okay to have people that are angry. Listen, I don't know any successful guy in my life that didn't toe the line. And piss a few people off along the way. Your thing, your next level is when you finally decide that what's happened in your past—radio or, or a boss or a show you did or somewhere you want to be in your goals. When you finally decide, okay, I'm gonna, okay, screw it. It was a mistake. It was because I've now looked. My life is in moments. If I look at the big picture, dude, I, I've stayed up at night staring at that ceiling, saying, "Sean, a stupid self. What the fuck? You could be. I mean." That, that's you know, with the way they're paying to skip Bayless and the rest of the world. And so I was like, Sean, you're staring at a lot of, you know, it's not just money, but where you are and you have to get your dignity back and earn that trust. And, and when I finally decided to breathe to the exhale and live in moments, dude, all this was for you here or somewhere else, or when you were in somewhere else in your life, when you were 15 or 25 or 32, it was just, it's a, it's a moment, dude. It's a moment. And in order to get the moment you want back, Once you fully exhale, and Chuck Knox told me a great thing as a rookie. He said, garbage in, like a bad play, it comes in, spit that shit out immediately. Garbage out. He called it ego. I know it sounds crazy. It was garbage in, garbage out. And I learned a valuable lesson. He said, if you take in the good stuff, the only thing you can spit out is is the good stuff. And so to let plays go, to do that, and for you, there's a one level, dude. I'm going to harp on this for you when we're off all the time, because I know how close you are and I know how bad you want it. dude. If you had no passion and sucked at your job, then and you, you wouldn't be on a number one rated show, then nobody give two shits about what you do. You could sit there and bitch and complain. But that's not the thing. I've, I've been doing this long enough to know that there's some people who may get more breaks but don't work as hard or aren't as passionate as other people. It's just right place, right time. When you decide to let the final, you, you've exhaled, but when you finally decide that it's just moments, it was one, dude. Have you ever failed a test? Sure, in school, sure yeah. you have, and you're a smart guy. Right? I know what you're like. I know you're smart. If you failed a test in school somewhere because you just didn't study, didn't give a shit, yes. So did it did it affect the rest of your life? No, it was a moment. It was a friggin' moment. All this was for you when you're going through that bitterness. Whatever, who, what, is a moment, dude. And if you'll, and I'm gonna harp on it because I'm not going to let you sit here and wallow in this shit where you can be a superstar, and you were st- and, and you are well, a talent. That's, that's, but that's the thing, allowed- in my
1: mind, and I get that, but in my mind, like, I was already at WIP in Philadelphia, and that's the yep. big time. I mean, as far as sports radio goes, it's that, it's Boston, it's You've New been York. you big Mark. Hell yeah. I've, I've been to the big yeah. time. I've had three different jobs, well, two real jobs in Houston, and in my mind, and this is a weird thing to be angry about, because I have very good radio, and I am enjoying doing what I'm doing, but there's this part of me that thinks... That people view me and they tell me this. They view me as a failure at sports radio. And like, there's why do you care? I and and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I don't. But sometimes I do. do Sometimes it just
0: bothers me. Okay, okay. That listen. If it doesn't bother you, you're not human. Being bothered by it and let it eat you up is another whole thing. And get in your path. Okay, listen. You think it? And I don't mean this. You think when you're watching a movie, right? And and it, whatever movie, it was it some movie with uh, Liam in submitted, okay? Sure. Or a train's going to run over a car. The train's going full speed, brother, and the car, he hits the car. It takes it, derails it for a second. Hopefully nobody's in the car. What, what, listen, yeah, you didn't like it. Uh, what the hell's going on? Once the track's cleared, you think that conductor didn't get his ass back behind the wheel? You, you're, dude, the only thing, you, I get it. Fuck, I, I 100% get what you say. I've been to the big time. People don't like me. Yes, yeah. How think about me now? You uh, you were much which, uh, higher than I up was. Up I it. mean, yeah, you were at it the apex. Matter. Yeah. And, I, and, and I've got news for you. I've been much lower too. So look at it that way. I've been I, I've been much lower. Uh, the um, much lower, and because you're, you're you think people per, you think everybody perceives you to fuck you know better than that. And I understand it makes it should because you know what it is fear of failure. Not your fear of failure, but. We all have this driving force, whatever it is. And when somebody says, "You know what, I, I dude, throwing an interception," how many times do you think I still want to play back in my career, saying, "Gosh dang it, I let my teammates down in the Washington Redskins playoff game." Thinking now, does the world think I'm a horrible quarterback that played ten years and I could have been better and made some good plays, made some battles? If and I, st- it still bothers me, but it's not. It doesn't define me, and, and it doesn't. And you're and you having bitterness or somebody. You know, where you're pissed and think that you're not. Nobody thinks you're not talented. That's what you got to understand. Or good at your job. You know you're good at your job. You think some slap dick sitting in some city that that, that, that tweets you with, uh, and he doesn't have a profile picture and just gets on your skin and says, "Oh, you suck. I didn't like you. You're an asshole." You really think that that's that that's life? Nobody who cares what he thinks. And when you get to the point, think about when you've been at your most peaceful in your life and your best when you didn't give two shits about. It. Now, when I say other people's opinion, you want good people that surround. And even now, I mean, it's nice to have somebody cut to, to call you an idiot because sure. you say, you know what, I was being an asshole. I'm going to fix this. But for the most part, you, you're doing things that a lot of people can't do. So why are you going to – you think I'm going to let the opinion of some dude who never put it on, never, never held a ball in his hand in the pocket, not that I don't respect it, but tell me what I did wrong on a curl route when he's never put it on and he never got back there and put his ass on the line. Do you actually think that he gets to dictate whether I'm happy or pissed Then why or not? do we argue with no. these people though? Because you do you'll because do it sometimes too. You're damn right I will. You know why? Because we love the game. We love the battle. And that's what that's what athletes and broadcast we love the battle. Sometimes somebody will say something and I'll you'll laugh about it. The guy after he says it, I'll say, Man, you're right. Boy, what a shitty throw that was. Or what a stupid prediction by me. And you know what they do? Now they're your friends. Sure. They're looking for the battle. And sometimes sometimes I love the battle too. But for you, it doesn't matter. All that matters is what the people around you think, your family think, and you're putting good radio or whatever your career is or whatever you're doing, treating people right. What will happen when you exhale, that's exactly when some guy says, you know what, he's, he, he's over it. There's no reason we shouldn't be over it. And that helped me too. I think it almost – I put off a vibe that I was upset and that I was, you know, couldn't get out a dozen years ago when I finally quit putting out that, even just being around me, it was like it wasn't fun. I was, oh, I, I know down. that
1: life, dude. Because yeah. uh, like for that two years, I I was out, or the year or so I was out, man. Like people, I wouldn't get calls back from like programmers. Like I'm yeah. talking about people in small markets, and they wouldn't even respond to my emails. Like I'm such a fucking wacko that I've got a list in my you phone. Get out of your own head. Dude. I, I know, you're totally. That that I've, totally, but I got a list teenage, in my the, phone. I got a list of program directors who did not respond to just an email. Didn't even respond.
0: They're we'll, on my we'll, shit list. What good is that going to do you?
1: None. But I
0: did it because I'm never, a fucking lunatic. Say, okay, you left here. Uh, you know, what, what, tell me the ratings on your show again. I know them, but spit it out a little louder for me. Well, number one. You're number one. Yeah. So what? So, so, oh, but you're not any good at your job, right? Stop it, dude. Sure. Uh, we'll fight over this forever. But you're my guy, so sure. hey, Listen, and you know what? You're go. You're gonna. You're gonna reach them, and I'm gonna ride you till you finally say, you know. And listen are there still people in my life going through this? And I said, like, I think about Ron Jaworski and Scott Van Pelt and Dan Patrick and John Clayton, that the second it was done, when I left there, it wasn't 10 minutes before I got a call. Bruce Kaufman, who was a production guy. Uh, Fritzy, you know, for, who's on the, one of the Dan's uh, you know, guys. Yep. Um, Paul Papps. People, and there's people like, that, that came out of nowhere that you think, man, I haven't talked to that guy. I want to say, dude, let, let it go. Or I love you. That's all it took. And so my bitterness was more at me than anybody else. But I went through every emotion. So I, I know what you're going through. But, dude, you're so close. Don't let – don't don't let. The, and I love the fans. And you interact. And you know I care about those people. You know how I feel about them. And, but the way to stay positive is I just keep telling myself, and I'm a big believer in, in self-talk. And I used to self-talk my way. Do you know why I believed that I wasn't a better quarterback in the NFL in a 10-year career and, you know, the recruit that blew my knee out twice? You know why? I tell my quarterbacks this because I couldn't get over a bad play quick enough. Early in my career, I could. And then in the middle of it, I was like, damn, my expectations. Something clicked. Then Why the do you think that career, happened? Like, Why when you were, like, I, I said, USC, I think,
1: could you get over, but as a pro, you couldn't?
0: Because when, when I was supposed to be a first-round bad draft pick, and I'm going through what you're going through now, blew out my knee twice, shredded it, got questioned, you get benched, you get back and it, then you don't get drafted, and you're like, nobody thinks I can play. And then you start to believe it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. That, 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 that's what it does. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And then you're like, damn. And so you throw an interception that, okay, you missed him a little bit. It got tipped interception. And when I could get over that, then everything goes, goes quickly. I admire the guys that can get over bad plays and good plays equally as quick. I couldn't. I could get over good plays. Hell, if I had a great game, I was miserable over the four incomplete I do, and it kept me up at night. And so I couldn't let, for, for a distance in my career, Because I'd have some games like against Denver where it was like, man, I'm on fire. This is who I am. Then two weeks later, you come back and you throw two picks, and a guy's wide open in the flat, and you bounce it to him. And And then you start questioning, like, that's not you. But you start, it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. I couldn't get over it fast enough, and that's where you are right now. The ability to get over it. Listen, some of the guys, bosses, that didn't call you back, they got jobs too. They're they're busy and they got going on. You know how this broadcast business is. Doesn't mean they don't like you and one of those guys on your list, whoever it is, I don't even know your list, one of them, guess what may happen two years from now? He may be the guy that says, you know what, dude? Your comeback, I watched you to see how you'd handle when you were in the shit. I watched to see how you'd handle. I didn't ignore you. I just sat back and watched. I wanted to see how you handled when things weren't good. And when I found out that you could handle when things weren't good is when I decided with your talent that you were at another level. And I, I, you know, I I'm t- I lived it, dude. It, it, as a football player and as a broadcaster, it takes one, but it also a lot of them are testing you to see how good you are when things you when you're rated number one. They're testing to see how you are when you're asked to sit at home and you're putting out a resume and trying to get a call back. How do you treat it? Also, you got denied three times. Get in fucking line, dude. Who get, but trust I, I me, agree. it's hard to look yeah. at it that way because
1: yeah. you got this chip on your shoulder, of and course. you just want yeah, to fight okay. everybody. You just like right. want to say, "Fuck this guy!" Who is this guy to not respond to me? I worked right, in but, Philly. I did this, and this guy don't want to call me back in fucking Nashville, and then you get all worked
0: up over it. Well, guess what? Yeah, that's exact, and it's okay to have your chip. And guess what? The best players and the best workers guess what they do? That chip, they use it to their advantage. The the, the people who struggle to. Get, Use the chip against somebody. And it's like that football. Like good talkers on the field. I, you know, you played John Randall. Yep, who was a friggin' phenomenal football player. But Johnny was a great fucking talker, right? And he'd antagonize, and he was great at it. And Johnny was, first of all, Johnny was better than everybody as a player anyway. But even on those times when he met somebody as good as him, he could talk them into worrying so much about the stuff he was talking that they forgot their day job. Try to block a, a Hall of Famer. He's kicking your ass up and down the field and letting you know about it, and you're so... He's, he's, already, he's not only ritz space, dude, or lease it. he bought the shit. And then they... <laughs> and, 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 never, and, only, and gave it back. When he, he bought that when he came in, and when he left the league, decided to let them have their dignity back. But, and then Johnny was a great player and worked his ass off. But dude, the whole bottom line is this. Chip's okay. little anger every now and again's okay. But take it from a guy who's been through every emotion that my mistakes were my fault. And... I'm now here to make other enhance other people to make other people's life better, and I truly there was a time when I'm not sure I rooted for everybody's success, but even people that got rid of me when I left ESPN or a boss there that I still like, I root for success. I'll still send them a message and say, you know what, the opportunity I got for 12 years was the greatest, and I'm sorry I blew it. So I went through. I had to learn, man. I'd never been through it, so I I am convinced, and it's not an ass kissing thing for to to be kind or to Get over it. the chip. Like, dude, if you quit having a chip on your shoulder, then you might as well quit. The chip's a good thing as long as the chip leads you to a chip, if you know what I mean, to the championship, whatever the ratings and getting the gig you want. But, dude, I know you. Quit looking over the shoulder, over the next guy's shoulder saying, I got to get to there. I got to get there. Dude, you've, you've treaded places in cities, great Philly, Houston, a big market. You, dude, you've been, you been at some, uh, some monster. You've walked for places where guys on radio are never going to go. And you'll get back there if that's what you want. But until you quit worrying about what the guy across the street thinks and some program director turned your ass to, oh, and how many times do you think that program director got passed up for the program director job until he finally got it? And some, everything just goes great for them all the time. But every single one of them or us will hit some form of stalling in their career, whether it's self-inflicted money, too much money, and they got to cut whatever, COVID, whatever it is. So you know this this thing and hell I'm gonna I'm, I'm going on the motivational speech circuit. How are you not more, already more, doing more this? For, more well oh, that's another thing, dude. I I got tape and I put it down. and I got talked and I've done it, but I, I'm like like I, that's my fear. Well, does anybody? It's so funny you said that. You'll be at like, like some Lions me. Club
1: somewhere doing right, a you know right, talking to the right. talking to the guys at I, the VFW. Dude,
0: when I was at ESPN, I would give these corporate speeches like to General Motors and all the time. And I got, a, I got a bigger story to tell now because I know what it looks like to be on and how to get people motivated. And you hit it, but I'm living it right now because, you know, what my first thought is, why does anybody want to hear my speech or my motivational story? And then like Tanya or somebody else, what do you mean, why is anybody here? Dude, your story, this is a better story than when you played or when you're broadcasting. FM because now you've seen this, you know what rock bottom. Now you're impacting people more. Now I don't know how big my impact is. I know this. I care about people. And I know what I went through, and I'm not going back, and I'm going to keep climbing and keep climbing, because the opinion of one or two dudes, or somebody who does like me or doesn't like me, doesn't, is no longer gets to determine my path, man. I'm going to determine it, because I screwed it up once, and I was on a great I had a great career. But more importantly, my path to being a dad, which one day you'll be, my path of being a, a, a good coworker and a teammate, which I've always been i've been I've, I've screwed up plenty of times but you know what that, my screw-ups don't define me you know what defines me my comeback that's what defines me the scars that's what defines me and how to overcome them so there you go brother how the
1: hell i mean you've certainly got like are you really doing videos and trying to get out there on the circuit
0: i am in the i'm outlining the book you know to to, to help people and then i know when you do that then you go on the circuit but i have you know a voiceover agent but also i'm looking right now because i got a good agent but somebody in the motivational, in the, you know, the, 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 speaker's bureau, because once you hit one and go say, listen, man, cause most people are like us. And I don't, I'm not, a, I don't look at myself as a celebrity. I'm not, but most people are like, what, we, what we've been through most people are like, had it good, screwed up or lost it, had to get another job. And it's not like when our parents were growing up, they stayed in the same job 40 years. I mean, and did this and you had to fix it and you go through struggles and you wake up, you're pissed in the morning, you're bitter, you're, Angry, agree, but when you finally come to grips with it, it's, it's self-inflicted, and you can get out of your own head and help others along the way. I'm, I'm convinced, dude, immerse yourself, and you're doing a good job of it. And when I do that, I quit thinking about, well, why aren't I giving a motivational speech? Why aren't I on the circuit? Why is this not done? Or why does this guy not have me on national TV? Or why? what does this guy think? I, dude, you'll go insane friggin' thinking about that shit. Well, here's the problem though. It's like you're going yeah. here's
1: what you're up against though. You're up against like people that have like no arms and legs but still run marathons, right? Like people right. Like, and right. then you're like they're like, "Well, what what caused your downfall?" My dick uh but like so like I like you know what I'm saying yeah. like it's kind of yeah. a t- I guess it's when you get compare- the weapon of
0: self the weapon of self destruction right
1: <laughs> <laughs> my hog my hog was here. like yeah, some yeah. guys like yeah i got cancer and i lost both legs but uh- but
0: everybody's got a story though sure, sure no, right. i get it you're yeah got, yeah yeah you yeah, I, I would say that somebody who you know is saving somebody's life in the military has a much bigger story to tell that i do it far more important but there's an audience dude totally. there's an audience for every everybody's got an audience and hell I, I listen I'm when I hear those when I hear like military or people who have lost them and yeah and and you're sitting on sit on my ass and I see a guy that hits in a golf ball with one arm farther than I hit it and hits it straight <laughs> I know. and he's been through military and he got and he took a you know he took a he took a, uh. unfriendly fire in the military and he's the happiest guy in the world and and he, and he doesn't have one leg or one arm and he's shooting 68 and I'm like and he's riding in my cart and I'm thinking dude you, you you suck but you're the greatest dude on the planet so Along the way, and that'll also add perspective to Sean, don't be a pouting little bitch. Look totally. at this, think with it, this guy was laying in some, you know, somewhere in a, in, a, in a jeep or in a military and didn't know if he was ever going home to his family. Get your ass up, quit feeling sorry for yourself, take the blame, and get back to work. And it makes for a story, but more importantly, people see you, people watch and want to know how you deal with adversity, just like we do in sports or in other part of life, and... That's the next step. And when you quit, let it go, dude, and you'll be, and you're going to kill it. And you're doing a great job already.
1: That is our friend, Sean Salisbury. Well, on that note, Sean, I'm sure we'll do this again soon. One day we should just do a podcast or something. I think it'd be very good.
0: I don't know what what you're, I don't know why this is like a three time a week. We cover everything. We can, one time, when are we going to put our Christmas album together?
1: Oh, God, we'll crush. We'll do like the the fake Bee Gees sing Christmas songs. We'll harmonize. We could
0: do chestnuts roasting. On on an open open five. Oh, we crush. God, we crush. We are so good. I'm next up at this crib, the real pro karaoke machine. So I'm waiting on you, brother. So get your ass here on a vacation or we'll get there. Well, have fun. it's always a Trust pleasure. Trust me, you don't want to come America. to our
1: place. Our place is 1000 square feet. It's like a matchbox. We're coming to your mansion, and hanging out. Your patio's I, bigger than our house.
0: I have slept in the back of a truck, motherfucker. So don't <laughs> save it, okay? So I I, 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 do, I, I know I what a tent looks like. So, save it, okay? I'm going to I'm at the fruits of your labor and uh, you know, you know how I am. Brother, as long as I got a couch, a TV, a shower and good people and a cold beer with my friends, I don't really give a oh, shit. So, totally. and family. So, hey, we'll do this again. I hope I, I hope that, you know, I know I used up a lot of your time. Oh, I don't care. care. That's why I but love it. We're inspired now. And I, well, what are you waiting for on the podcast? What, what do you, what we we'll get back to? Well, one of these days we'll do it. What are we waiting for? We got all the technology. What are we waiting for? Because I don't know
1: how to use the technology. Okay, well, That's I'll, what I'll we're, we're waiting for.
0: I'll make you a deal. I'll make sure we get the technology and equipment, and I'll get it right. And then we hit the ground running, and you could tee us up, and we'll go talk sports and entertainment, and we'll give it a fun name, and we'll do it like three times a week for an hour, and We'll bring people in, and we'll just have a blast.
1: Yes, sir. Sounds good. Love you, man. Good talking with you.
0: Love you. Tell Jilly hello. Merry Christmas to you guys, man. And uh, you know I love you, and I always appreciate the good insight and the non-sports kind of sports, but just life talk, brother. Hang in there if you need anything. I'm here. And you know what? Throw your fucking list away, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> love, you, man. love you, man. We'll see, see ya. you. Too, brother. All right, All right bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.
1: That is uh, our friend Sean Salisbury, everybody. Love talking with Sean. So there you go. Uh, before we get out of here, I do have to tell you about Spindle Tap. Jelly said you saw that Spindle Tap is hiring, maybe? Possibly? Sort of. Uh, so, um, uh, Spindle Tap, of course, I don't even know if, they, if they're open tomorrow. When, like, I got to find out. But you know what you should do is, if you want to go out and brave it tomorrow, go buy some beer, go buy some Spindle Tap. Have some drinks on Christmas because we're going to be on tomorrow night. What time you want to go on? Like later tomorrow night, like eight, nine, uh, something like that. And we're going to be drinking tomorrow and celebrating Christmas Eve. So uh, basically we're going to come on uh, on here in between watching Bad Santa and Christmas Vacation. So uh, make sure you uh, you you listen tomorrow and get some Spindle Tap and drink it. So Spindle Tap, we love them. They're great. We, we love their support. Spindle tab. Also, Fa Huang. I don't know if Eddie's in the chat today. Uh, but Eddie is awesome. And uh, actually the other day he sent a message and he said, Hey, I forgot to wish Jilly happy birthday. So happy birthday, Jilly. And he didn't have to do that, but he's such a nice man, this Eddie. He is great. So um make sure you uh, you know go over to Fa Huang. I don't know if they're open tomorrow either, but you should get some pho. Because it's delicious and tasty. Uh Jilly likes the spicy pho. Uh again, get the 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 beef and get the the plum chicken and get all of it, man. It's delicious. So uh stop by Pho huang and get your pho Huang on. And of course, don't forget our friend uh, Richard with Metro Ready Mix, who we haven't heard from in a while. I wonder what he's up to. But Metro Ready Mix for all your concrete needs in the Houston area. Metro Ready Mix. And uh, there you go. So I'm going to have to get out of here because Luther's home now from daycare, and Jilly is home from getting Luther at daycare. And if you guys want to throw in a couple donos here on the way out, you can. That's fine. If not, you can save them for tomorrow. as It is Jismas uh, Eve, Jismas Eve tomorrow, so uh, we will be on uh, probably 8, 9, somewhere in there. I'll, I need to do a better job of letting you guys know when that's going to be the case. Uh, but uh, please. Uh, Hang out with us tomorrow and get your booze ready for Jismas Eve. Uh, We're going to go watch um, uh, some uh, football now and eat some steaks that i got to throw on the grill and probably destroy. So uh, anyway, you guys are great. I love you. And uh, we will see you tomorrow.